Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm James and you're listening to Egogo Easy English podcast. This podcast is for people who are studying English but maybe find television or films a little difficult to understand. If you can't understand every word or grammar point in these episodes, then please don't worry. If you practice listening to English every day, you will naturally become able to understand what I'm saying. Let's begin. I was talking uh, with my girlfriend earlier today about some differences between English and Japanese weddings, uh, wedding ceremonies. And a few of the things that I said were a surprise to her, maybe a bit of a culture shock. And that got me thinking, uh, perhaps it would be interesting to do an episode for you. about uh, English weddings uh, specifically uh, English wedding traditions um well, let's say British wedding traditions I keep saying English because I live in England um but yes British wedding traditions is more correct so I'm sure most if not all of you are familiar with the idea of a white wedding um that's something that uh was i suppose invented uh in England uh in Britain and has since become popular uh worldwide i think so a long time ago um brides uh brides are is the lady getting married and the groom is the is the name for a man getting married by the way anyway brides um would wear the best clothes they had to a wedding and these clothes could be any color at all um sometimes even black uh but at some point um one of our queens uh it might have been victoria uh got married in 
a white uh, wedding dress. And since then, uh, this is a long time ago, maybe in the 1800s, uh, since then it became fashionable colour, uh, fashionable to wear a white wedding dress. So that's how that particular tradition came about. Um, and a few other traditions we have. Um, so we have giving away the bride. Uh, let, let's let's explain that <laughs> explain what that is. So, can you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that outside, but someone was just shouting <laughs> something probably quite rude outside. Hopefully, you can't hear that. Um, so, giving away the bride—that's where we were. Um, so this is a very old-fashioned custom, a very old-fashioned tradition that apparently uh, came about, came from the Middle Ages, long, long time ago, um, when daughters were their father's property, when daughters belonged to their father, and were actually sold, I believe, to the groom. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, exchanging money. Was it money actually exchanged? I'm not sure, but um, when I looked this up, because uh, I wanted to know where this whole idea of giving away the bride came from, it did say sold to the groom. So that would suggest that money was exchanged. Uh, that's a bit weird. Um, but nowadays, it's sort of like a... A sad moment, sad but happy. Uh, poignant is the word I want to use. That's a little advanced, but if you do want to make a note of poignant and look it up, uh, it's an interesting word, I think. Sort of sad and happy. So, a sad and happy moment uh, for the father when he gives away his daughter to the groom. Gives, uh, yes. Um, Let's move on to something. Yeah, we have this saying something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, and the silver sixpence in her shoe. Now, that last bit, the silver sixpence in her shoe, I've not heard before. Um, normally, just the, the something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue part, uh, I have heard before. And uh, this is a sort of silly. Tradition. I think it's meant just as a bit of fun, and it's uh, based on a rhyme, uh, the rhyme that I just read out <clears throat> um, by a, a, an English poet, uh, unknown one, no one knows who it was, uh, who wrote that. Anyway, the idea is that the so the idea is that the bride will wear one of each um, of these items on her wedding day and sort of um, include it in her dress, I guess you could say. So she needs to wear something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. And of course, this silver sixpence in her shoe. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's um, move on to why. So the old uh, represents the past. Uh, the something new uh, represents the future. Uh, the something borrowed is meant to um, represent happiness given to the bride 
by her husband. And the blue color was once believed to ward off evil, so to sort of prevent evil. Um, now, we the sixpence, my silver sixpence, okay, um, a long time ago we used to use, uh, uh, English currency was different, um, so we didn't have pounds and pence like we do now, we had shillings and other things. What else did we have? Uh, hay pennies, sixpence, tuppence, um, there's other things I'm sure. I'm afraid I wasn't born uh, when we were using that currency. And the sixpence is an old, um, an old coin that no longer exists, which is probably why the final uh, line in that poem, the silver sixpence in her shoe is no longer included because it's probably rather hard to find that silver sixpence nowadays. But I believe um, in the past, the bride would indeed wear a silver sixpence in her shoe. And uh, that that is supposed to represent wealth. So all of these things are sort of like a, what is it, like a superstition. So um, just some things that are meant to bring luck, I guess, if you do, if you carry them out on the day. Okay, let's talk about wedding rings. Now, this isn't this isn't British at all because I think like the idea of giving wedding ring, rings uh, comes from Egypt a long time ago, um, and the shape is meant to symbolise eternity, uh, foreverness, I guess. And um, apparently, ancient Egyptians wore red wedding rings on the left finger of the left hand. Left finger? What is left finger? <laughs> I don't know, weird way of, dis of describing it. I think uh, that's what we call the ring finger now. Um, and they did so because they believed uh, that this particular vein uh, called the vein of love began and led all the way to the heart which is a, a nice little something that I didn't know uh, before today. Okay, now I've explained uh, those few things, I think I can go into sort of like a brief um, rundown of the day. Um, so very quickly, uh, the groom is waiting in the church usually a church, not always a church, but traditionally a church, um, for the bride. And I believe the bride enters before the bridesmaids. The bridesmaids are uh, ladies who follow um, the bride along the aisle, uh, the aisle being the, the path um, that the bride walks down on her wedding day and as she walks down uh, the aisle the groom doesn't look at her he sort of uh, ignores her <laughs> um, until she arrives at the altar 
since I just mentioned uh, bridesmaids, um, I think I should say it's or point out it's traditional for the uh, brides to pay for the bridesmaids' dresses. Um, yes, whilst I'm on the subject of paying, um, let's let's point this out because this is uh, I think this is something that my uh, girlfriend found quite surprising. And that's the way that the um, bride's parents are expected to pay for the wedding. So if your parents have um, three daughters, then that means they are expected to pay for three weddings. Um, if uh, they only have sons, then they don't have to pay for any weddings. <laughs> um, this is certainly true traditionally I suspect that today uh, it might not always be the case and uh, perhaps sometimes uh, both um, the parents of the bride and parents of the groom uh, will pay some money towards a wedding although maybe the bride's parents will still pay the, uh, the majority and perhaps in some cases people pay for themselves um, I don't know uh, anyone who's done this so I think it's still quite well known that it's the bride's um, parents who pay for the wedding mm, since I'm talking about brides and bridesmaids I, I'll just quickly say that um, hats <laughs> hats are quite popular um, well actually fa fascinators and hats um, quite popular for women to wear to weddings. Um, in case you don't know what a fascinator is, <laughs> such, a, such a weird word. Um, it's not quite a hat. It sort of looks a bit like a hat, but it's too small. <laughs> and uh, you have to hold it on your hair with uh, pins or clips or something. So think, yeah, like a mini, very fancy looking hat, I suppose. Okay, so let's get back to the day, the events of the day, as I was explaining before. So the uh, the bride has uh, walked up the aisle and met the groom, and there's the uh, exchanging of vows, like a promise made to each other, and uh, the exchanging of rings, and then uh, kissing the bride. I think that's probably pretty much the same um, in other countries as well that follow a sort of white wedding um, tradition um, so I won't go into detail there mm, actually actually I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there for today because looking at the uh, list of things I want to talk about I think this is gonna span maybe two or even three episodes um, anyway I hope you've enjoyed listening to this topic. Uh, if you haven't, I'm very sorry because there's another episode coming. Um, but hopefully it's been uh, interesting for you. Okay, so I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.